Taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the unbougie food When you're cooking at home, want to set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit on down with the unbougie food Good morning, good morning, Twin Cities and surrounding neighborhoods. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This is Wesley Wright, your unboozy foodie, back again. Y'all know I'm here every Saturday anyway, so it's not even something I have to repeat. (laughs) Thank you all so much for tuning in. Once again, uh, know that uh, I am here every Saturday at 10 a.m. This is a live show. Now, yes, in the past, there have been some recorded shows, but for the majority of the time, 99%, yeah, this is live, these are live shows, so uh, I'm going to start off with asking you to call in, maybe like in another two minutes, but I'm going to give you the telephone number so you have it. It is 651-200-3479. Once again, 651-200-3479. We're going to have a really great conversation once again. You have a guest from last week mm-hmm. back again, mm-hmm. Mr. T.J. Holmes, Mr. T. T. Rod's backyard barbecue. Oh, oh, and sweets. Oh, hold on, I can't. Quiet down, quiet down, quiet down. All the applause, all the people got enough. Get hold of yourself. No. I'm like, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm here. Thank you very much for being here. So, th- uh, this is going to be a really great conversation, y'all. Um, if you've not, if you're not certain of what we're talking about, we are going to be talking on the subject. Uh, Mr. TJ and I are going to be talking on the subject of sweets of Juneteenth and the reason for foods being red. And that's an interesting topic because I shared that with someone. And they were like, "Are you serious? There's a reason why it's red." Uh, and true enough. Admittedly, I didn't know about that myself until recently and did some research, but I helped someone also to appreciate that that point. And of course, I told them to tune in the show to find out more information. But uh, that's what our topic is today. And we'll get right into that in just a moment. But I want to encourage you, you know, definitely follow me on Facebook, on social media, Facebook, Instagram uh, and Twitter. Facebook is the Unbougie Foodie. Uh, Instagram is the underscore unbougie foodie, and then Twitter is at unbougie foodie. Um, I also do have a website too that I would invite you to go to as well to hear past episodes and so forth. It is www.theunbougiefoodie.com. Uh, again, follow along with us. Um, I'm quite sure that my guest has some social media that he's going to share with us in a little bit too. But again, make sure you use that number because we're going to be talking about. He brought me. 
I don't have my I don't have my camera up and everything, but he's doing Facebook Live himself right now. Uh, yeah, I feel it. But he he brought me um, uh, peach cobbler and um, <clears throat> uh, some nice tasting fish this morning. <laughs> that uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> now we have to clarify this. This this is. Real peach cobbler, not biscuits uh, with a can of peaches. Uh, no, you know, you know, this is. I real, see the the business, dough and you know, everything. I call and, it and, what and, it is now. Uh, exactly. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm not trying to hurt myself this it's morning. It's real peach cobbler, not biscuit and peaches. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> I, I, from the stuff that I've already tasted from you from last week, I'm uh-huh. like, I know how you do. <laughs> Plus so, my family will beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna turn that mic to you a little bit more. Go ahead. There you go. That's perfect. My man. There you go. Uh, so once again, uh, thank you all for so much for tuning in. Really want to appreciate, um, say how much we appreciate the fact that um, you support the show, support the radio station, but also support conversations like this. Um, it's an important month. Uh, you know, June is an important month where uh, folks in the black community are celebrating freedom basically yeah and i shouldn't say that because i make it sound so just so flippant and it's not it's an important part of our history and even though i am you know my parents are from where they're from you know still i'm i'm a black person you know i consider myself afro latino to a certain extent but um when folks see you on the street you're black (laughs) and it's a part of our history too because even in the Caribbean, yeah, there was slavery that happened as well. So it's it's a long history, and we all know what that history is, you know, especially within the United States. Right. Sometimes some of us don't know all of it, and we have to learn. But um, this is where we have these type of conversations and learn more and right. get educated and everything. So... Uh, I, I'm just going to kind of jump right in this and ask, let's talk about some of these sweets, Mr. TJ. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> so, okay. We already, y'all already know. Um, did you bring me a spoon? Yes, did I you, did. Okay, because I'm going uh, in a minute, I'm going to ask him to explain some Tell stuff while I'm, let's go. While, while, while I taste of this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Do you Um But, so, Pete, I know there's so many different um, type of desserts mm-hmm. that are that can be that are served at like celebrations like this celebrating right. black folks right um, black people um why peach cobbler why red velvet cake um why these types of 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 desserts well peach cobbler i know from my history it's like one of them things that is it, grounded in us so to speak you know what I'm saying? Because okay. that was part of some things we just had to put together. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We wasn't eating, and no, no pun on anybody. You know, when you watch Django, what they had for dinner, they had white cake. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Things like that, even though we were the ones that made it. Exactly. Right? But they didn't know about making dough like that. And I'm going to give you something else. Unleavened bread. Right. You know what I'm saying? That go all the way back to biblical days. Exactly. And with, with with us, our soul food is universal. It ain't just for black people either. Right. And, you know, and that's the thing about it, you know. And now what they didn't want, they now enjoy 
tremendously. Exactly. And they sell it. Oof, already. And I love it. Trust me, I love every moment that's about to happen. Please keep these calls coming. Hi, Hi caller. Thanks, uh, thanks for your phone call. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hello, Chicago. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in, man. I, I really do appreciate it. Um, what do you have a question, comment? Uh, please share. Uh, both questions. Yes. Pitmaster, my brother, Roger Holmes. <laughs> what's the what's the timing on? First of all, which rib is better? I prefer the St. Louis cut. And what's the timing of the grill on that? All right. Okay, is there, this is my big sister. And D, hey, y'all, don't get it twisted. She trying to make it sound like she don't know how to cook. <laughs> listen. <it's, laughs> hey, this is where I learned from. So listen. <laughs> don't get We had weeks on the kitchen, and everybody who had a week on the kitchen had to make dinner, too. <laughs> But to answer your question, yeah, he thought you was getting away. No, but to answer that question is, it depends on it depends on the pitch you're using, propane, uh, stick, or charcoal. Now, I'm going to educate everybody on St. Louis Cut. St. Louis Cut is nothing but a style that's cut from a whole spare rib. Okay. So when, right. So when you go to the store and you spend... Some people may spend fifteen dollars on the on the that's already St. Louis cut when you can get a whole spare rib spare rib for that or a little bit more you can get the spare rib that has the tip on it as well so you can have the St. Louis cut and the rib tips on it right so you would just cut the edge you would trim the to the bone get a boning knife and you would cut that top off which is the tip and make it even on each side, square it off, and that's called a St. Louis cut. That's what they do in competitions and, and everything like that. Right. The timing, it varies on how you want it. Me, I um do bone down because bone down, when you do bone down, the bone marrow inside the bone, it, it acts like a ceramic crock pot, so All to right. speak, to make it lame it. So it helps cook it from the inside out. And while you when it's bone down, uncovered, you get that bark on the outside. Then maybe after two hours, when you get that when you get that bend, when you grab with the tongs in the middle, notice I said tongs, I don't use forks on no meat at the grill. Right. You get that you get that bend when you flap it around like it's gonna fly away, it's ready to uh, um wrap. And you wrap it according to you. Me, um I put a little butter, a little brown sugar, a little honey, wrap it up and let it go, you know. Tell eternal eternal tip by one sixty five some round round now it depends on your taste some people like fall off the bone some people like that bite it depends on who you are Ugh. the tips the okay. tips the tips keep them coming the questions too <laughs> hey but yeah, hey my sister she can throw down listen don't don't let her fool you I took my guy I took my um Sonic Brothers there from Chicago I mean to, uh, from Minnesota to Chicago they said one spot for three hours oh man. Couldn't move. She laid it out for him. <laughs> Thanks, sis. One, love you. One, just wanted to check in. I appreciate y'all. I oh. love you, brother. Love you too, sweetheart. Oh man, <laughs> I'm I, feeling I'll it. Talk to you all later. Thank yeah. you so much, Miss. Is Miss Deb right? No, that ain't oh. Deb. That Miss Deb. She gonna call back. Oh, okay, my sister Miranda. Oh, Miss Miranda, I'm so sorry. Thank you so much for your phone call. <laughs> I, thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you. Take care. 
Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, look, fam, friends and family, don't get it twisted. My family, they'll let you know if it ain't good. They don't care if you brother, sister, cousin, oh, dog, cat, and God forbid somebody bring a dish over and it ain't good. That's gonna be the only dish that's full with everything. And every, when everybody's leaving, the things their dishes are being washed, and right. people are leaving, and everything. It's like, and, what's and, this? And with my family, the best thing you can do is don't ask if you don't want honest. Oh boy. <laughs> well, you know, if you have eyes, you're gonna find out quite, quite quick. It's like, why nobody's eating? Never mind. Nobody's eating my dish. You know why? <laughs> Already. Um, thank her so much for calling in. Uh, yeah, we're. we're if you could hear me, Miss Deb, you could call back <laughs> whenever you're ready. I'm not rushing you. Do it in your own time. But no, uh, definitely friends, family, um, community folks, please feel free. Again, this is a this is a conversation and a show really about the community, um, letting you know what type of foods are in the area. Um, conversations like this, you know, when we have events events in our lives or events within the community we yeah. want to have these conversations so yeah. please feel free to uh you're you're welcome call into the radio station uh into the show 651-200-3479 um once again we are talking the subject of sweets of of uh, juneteenth yeah. and the reasons for them you know in yeah. this case for foods and, and drinks too uh for being uh, the color red but we started on the subject of um peach cobbler and kind of some backstory to that you know peach cobbler is um something that you know african-americans have been doing for decades and perfected it or have uh, you know i won't even well yeah i'll say perfected (laughs) it because okay i'm quite sure that they started it off a certain type of way and then Mm -hmm. a little bit by little bit more things have been found to you know Okay, we enhance it this way. Add a little bit more of this. Maybe some cinnamon. Maybe some nutmeg. Maybe some, depending upon what how they do the dough for. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> I know some stuff. <laughs> I do know some stuff. <laughs> I, I'm not just a person that talks about food. I do know how to make some things. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I don't know. I may have to bring you some bread pudding one day. I don't know. Oh, don't start no one be none. Uh, Mm, Don't start no rooting and I'm not rooting and tooting. I'm just saying, <laughs> I know that some folks that are, anyway, uh, we'll talk good. about that after right. afterwards. <laughs> but no, clearly, um, like you mentioned, it, it is, uh, I won't say important to note, mm-hmm. but it's something uh, that's noteworthy. You know, here, African-Americans were the ones that were in the kitchen yeah. of homes that they yeah. were indentured to. And they were the ones that were making these wonderful cakes that these folks wanted yeah. and everything. <laughs> uh, and, you know, okay, it's true that maybe we had some of those things or they they could make them at home, but they wanted things that are a little bit much more flavorful and right. filling and right. and wasn't just, oh, yes, just cut me some, some of that nice slice of white cake or whatever. It's like... <laughs> There's some other things that we like rather than just cake like that, right. you know. There's we need things with substance, especially too because when you know you want things that are hearty because you're working out in the field or you're working in the kitchen, right. and these things have to sustain you for a time period. Hours. Exactly. Hours. So just to have a little, I'm sorry, a little light slice of cake or something like that, that'll be gone. Cucumber in, sandwich. Yeah. 
<laughs> Petrophores or something. <laughs> so there were there was the need to have these type of things, and so and not just. To, I know that seems like we're talking about the actual entrees, which mm-hmm. is true. But even with some of these these sweets or desserts and so forth that uh, African Americans made, black people made uh, during this time these time periods mm-hmm. um, were all too again. Uh, give them that that strength to to continue. They right. had jobs that they had to do, or right. you know, uh, tasks that they had to to take on. And you know, from what I've learned, uh, is that even when it came down to cooks mm-hmm. within these kitchens, they had to be ready at at a moment's notice. At I mean, all at time. all hours of the day, all hours of the day. I was going to say day and night, but just all hours, right. because clearly, if someone, if they had a visitor at two a.m., you know, <laughs> they had to be already in the kitchen. Right. There had to be already something either on the stove, uh, either being made within that time period, because the person, oh well, go, you know, I'll have someone whip something up for you. Really, have someone? Really? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> yeah, you know, it speaks into. We have to understand as a people, um, our resilience is 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 the key, man. Like we had to come through a lot, go through a lot of things. Definitely. And as far as cooking, making something out of nothing, that was our specialty. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the art of scratch cooking, to me, in a lot of ways, has been lost. You know, with the generations. And, and notice, I said scratch cooking. That's everything from scratch. That's leaving that butter and them eggs out for a couple of days to make a cake. Mm. You know, and, and what saddened me, it was funny, but saddened me at the same time was that during the corona pandemic, about the first six months that it, it was it was out here, people were complaining about all the instant food being gone. Mm. And I was in Walmart shopping and having a ball because yep. I was in the fresh fruit. I was in the fresh veggies. I was in the meat. And I knew how to put meals together thanks to my family. Of course. You know, and I wasn't looking in the freezer for pizza and all that. If I wanted a pizza, I made it. I, my son, he wanted, he, when he was here, he wanted a quesadilla. I say, man, I'm finna make a quesadilla at home. <laughs> there you know we what go. I'm like, I got me some chicken and everything ground Exactly. Up. That's what I did to let him see, hey, this can be made at home too. You don't have to uh, um, patronize Taco Bell. It's okay sometimes, all right, but you don't have to do that. You exactly. can actually make it at home and save some money. And save some money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, right. and literally, I, I'm throwing my nephew under the bus because my nephew doesn't know he doesn't like to cook. <laughs> but yep. so, so you know, he um, he tends to uh, buy um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh, wow. Bye. Tell him to call me. <laughs> he want to give money. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, and, you know, with, okay, the convenience of having these restaurants that are, oh, yeah, we're, we're willing to deliver or the delivery services or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, not only are you paying for it, that, but you're also paying for the service yep. and the delivery fees and everything like that. So something that would have been like $7 is now 15 or $18. It's like, seriously, dude? What? You know, it's crazy. They pay for the convenience, right? Right. But here's the deal. I'm going to give you an example. Mm-hmm. Filet mignon. Mm-hmm. It's cut off the tenderloin of the beef, right? Right. Of the bull, right? You bought a whole tenderloin, you paying just a little bit more than you would pay for that for one, one slice. Oh, man. <laughs> right? So you take it home, slice it, invest in you at one of them uh, vacuum pack machines. Wow, okay. Season it. You can do the bacon around it. You can season it different ways, right? Vacuum pack it. 
So by the time you get through buying two or three st- filet mignons at a steakhouse, right. you done bought two whole tenderloins. <laughs> the things that people do, and I won't say they, they don't <laughs> realize that they could kind of save themselves quite a bit of heartache. Because... Folks wondering about you know I don't have any money for them you know to feed my family yeah. or whatever the case is it's okay well what exactly are you feeding your family are you going out every night or whatever and paying for things I mean I do under trust me I understand you know with especially if you are in a community that maybe might be suffering from mm-hmm. a food desert or food apartheid or something or some yeah. type of food equity issue mm-hmm. understandable um, but and. I, Understandable, yes, but in the sense of okay, there are ways to combat that. Learning uh, what available vegetables or, or right. things you can do with the vegetables within your your refrigerator. You know, meeting up with people with, from a community garden or people right. you know in your community. It's all it's all important. All of it, what we talk about and everything is important. I mean, likewise, when we're talking about how you know from Juneteenth back when. 1864, 65, so on mm-hmm. and forward on these were people that came together and knew how to put things together and do things and we right. have to do the same thing now it's important for us to, to uh, keep this momentum going yeah. and I'm sorry were you going to say? No, no, I'm uh, agreeing with you um, so you know the d- red velvet cake I'm jumping around, sort of, but red velvet cake. So we 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 touched on peach cobbler and oh oh Lee Lee Lee, if you're listening, I'm on the air right now, so <laughs> you can't call me. <laughs> he ain't calling on himself. Yeah. He called the back line. Huh? Exactly. He just want he just want let people know he got connections <laughs> like that. <laughs> I love you, Lee, but we're on the air right now. <laughs> you can call in right now if you want, but if mm-hmm. it's it's, it's got to be about the show. <laughs> now, what was said about the red velvet cake? Um, well, with red, I, I don't think it's anything that's been said about red velvet cake. I'm just trying to get a better understanding right. and, and the history behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything that you ha- have learned or shared or can share regarding that? No. Okay. Actually, I haven't. You, you're about to school me. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm-mm, not at all. Uh, <laughs> with, with regards to red velvet cake, mm-hmm. it was... Um, I was looking up research, so clearly one of the things they were saying, you know, what things, you know, do folks eat specifically? Four of the main things uh, is that are red, and right. one is red velvet cake. And a lot of times these ingredients have what um, items such as chocolate and pecans, yep. uh, and these were all African origin items or. or uh, ingredients mm-hmm. uh, definitely prominently in black communities not so much in you know white communities they right. didn't really want those type of things or didn't want that type of cake exactly. one because of the color <laughs> right and it's, <laughs> it's too fatty uh, it, yes exactly <laughs> um, but again you know we're talking about things that are that are definitely we're intermingling you know both the sweets and desserts and so forth but right. because it's red mm-hmm. here we're going to talk about why it's re- the importance of red but you know here they were saying that red shows up here because it has ties to black resilience uh and the fierce opposition that we that uh, black folks had to uh be subjugated to mm-hmm. uh it was also very popular during depression 
because it was a very unique and luxurious dessert that could be made with very small, limited resources, not small, excuse me, small resources or limited resources. Uh, traditionally, it was a chemical reaction that was between the cocoa powder, mm-hmm. vinegar, and b- b- buttermilk. Now, I myself have never made red velvet cake. I do enjoy it. Um I enjoy certain ones because there's there are some that could be a bit dry. (laughs) I need I I need some milk. Here's a fun fact, though. You say vinegar and buttermilk. Here's a fun fact, and we the resilience of of blacks Mm -hmm. also is this: you have to know how to improvise when you don't have what you need in the kitchen. You can actually mix milk and vinegar. And make buttermilk. Okay. Let it sit for a second and make buttermilk. Like if I don't have eggs to make my um, cast iron skillet cornbread. Okay. I can use mayo, mayonnaise, because it's made with eggs anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? Certain things like that, but the resilience of, man, you know, red velvet cake, man. And you see how it tied in? Now, I honestly didn't know that. I'm not one to lie and say I know something when I didn't, mm-hmm. right? What did I say about resilience? Before you even read that, <laughs> you did. You know what I'm saying? You did. We had to come through a lot, man, and and we don't give ourselves credit. And we need to look at each other. Juneteenth, um, voting our community. Exactly. We really need to look at each other and see the beauty, man. Like like see the beauty within us, man, for real, right. and not exclude no other race. No, exactly. I'm talking about minorities, man, and, and blacks, man. You know. Our resilience is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And, and big ups to the Asian community. Stop that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And let's let's do a, a huge cookout. Let's celebrate Juneteenth all over because it's not just freedom from black. It's freedom for all. Freedom from oppression. And from depression. Uh, foes right? that are yeah, being you know? have been oppressed yeah. for years, for decades, you know, the, the centuries. You know, literally, I mean... I, I don't really get very, and, and it's not really a political statement or anything right. that I'm about to make, but I just feel that a lot of times, um, African American folks, black folks, you know, they experience things much more on a, on a more uh, awful level. I, I'm not taking anything away from right. any other, uh, maybe marginalized group or whatever, but I mean. Aside from you know folks that are of Jewish faith or of the, within that community, we know definitely about the atrocities. That I mean, that's just as bad. Right. But more often we see, and maybe don't hear of, but more so we hear of the the. I'm sorry, just lynchings or bad things that are actually occurring in reference in regards to black folks, um, and so, but we never really get the opportunity to take. To bounce back as as easily, right. uh, there are moments, there are times, or else it's going to take a longer time period for that resiliency to actually cause us to be in that state of okay, we could see our way, maybe a little bit of footing. Let's keep going. But once you, if you take a pause, there, where's your momentum? You know, it needs to continue on. It needs to go forward. Sometimes little steps, small steps are. are are the ones that really propel us forward. These large steps, you know, folks, I'm just going to say, they look at folks making these large steps and like, uh-oh, uh, uh, hold up, hold up, we got to stop them. You see a little bit, I'll just say like the tortoise and the hare. You know, mm-hmm. who actually won that race? 
you think that it was the hair and yet well if you're if you're old enough or whatever if you're children right. or whatever um you're thinking the hair was like oh he's way ahead he's mm-hmm. got this and he just like i'm gonna take a nap uh, who comes along the tortoise just comes along and be like mm-hmm. hmm, well there you go taking a nap i'm gonna keep <laughs> trudging along at my own pace but what happened he finally won that race the tortoise won that race mm-hmm. but because of one consistency forward movement Mm -hmm. he was again resilient in that keeping in mind that it's something that has to be done consistently and you know kind of shutting people out sometimes when it comes when it comes down to negativity or whatever right and this this even applies to food too because of course a lot of times it really does tie in um oftentimes we find ourselves um stuck (laughs) because we we're, we're feeling that we're not getting maybe the accolades from others uh, uh and i'm saying folks in the black community right. black chefs mm-hmm. black pick masters women black uh, women of color black women uh that are not getting the even sometimes the support that they need so that they can continue not only with their passion but also to really provide great food people always want to have great food you know so why not support these individuals but you know getting back to you know the whole reasoning behind you know why things are red and and our sweets and so forth i mean one of the main things that they were uh, that they talked about uh that there was an article that i was reading that they talked about is that um red is often in one case uh, specifically a red soda or some type of red mm-hmm. drink um, it represented or offer rep- off, often represented the blood of enslaved ancestors mm-hmm. and so it was very important uh, starting off uh, what when this was really being brought to the forefront and celebrated you know on a yearly basis and, and you know black folks got together and did these celebrations right. they made their children make those drinks um you know so that they could see the the color on their hands and then taught them about what that red represented and meant um it was interesting that i was sharing um i had an opportunity to go to uh, just a small uh little food tasting from uh, a very uh, knowledgeable and mm-hmm. talented group of chefs okay. uh black chefs as right. matter, um culinary mm-hmm. experts uh twin cities global uh, cuisine and i've shared that i think on my page but um it was just one dish and i loved it i mean it doesn't when you have food tasting or whatever it doesn't have to be a whole lot of stuff or whatever exactly. trust me it's just one i felt honored for the opportunity to even be asked to come but it was there was i was talking to um chef jay um uh merrick uh, and he, uh, Jabri, let me correct that, and then I'll use his name, Jabri Merritt, um, Chef Jay, uh, and we were talking specifically about red, and he, and I mentioned about, I learned about hibiscus tea, so when, you know, back in uh, those times when parents were teaching their children about making certain drinks and mm-hmm. so forth hibiscus tea is giving is a red drink it's going to give you it kind of stains your hands and it will stain your clothes and yeah. so forth but again he mentioned that and brought me out this uh hibiscus tea that they were making and he was like dude i didn't even really know this about the whole red thing and i think when i kind of mentioned it it kind of refreshed his memory he was right. like I, I got this, you know, because he's also involved in doing some Juneteenth uh, events good, and so forth. Good. So 
it was important to uh, mention that and mm-hmm. to bring that for, to the forefront. But again, um, these ingredients and so forth, enslaved people were the ones that actually from West Africa, these were the ones that were creating these different types of drinks yeah. high, from hibiscus flowers uh, and you know combining them with ginger um, and then different areas. Um, it, it goes on to say, and they called them different things. One was called bisap, I believe, or bisap. A bisap is probably more correct, but definitely where it's familiar as hibiscus tea mm-hmm. uh, in um, Senegal. It is uh, that's the national drink in where uh, Nigeria. It's called uh, Zubu, I believe. I've heard, I've heard that before. And then in Sudan and Egypt, it's a uh, Karkela, I believe. If I'm pronouncing that correctly, and, and I drink in America is red Kool-Aid. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. No, so literally. <laughs> You know, during this time period and everything, folks are like, well, why, you know, what's the importance, you know, a red drink? What, what, I don't understand why that is, you know, so important. Well, now you have a little bit of history and get a little bit more knowledge on that, um, too, as well. So, yeah. yeah. But just, just think about it, right? Like when we was growing up, man, you know, we had a lot of family and whoever know me know 112th place was the house that everybody came to. Right. And it seemed like, when my mom started cooking or my granny cook or my dad started barbecuing, it's like people pop open. And for them few hours, it was peace. It was laughter. It really was. It, it was togetherness. And I said that to say this. If not another day or to make this a springboard, start with Juneteenth, man, being something that you men relationships. Um, take a look at yourself. And we got to treat each other right, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm and I'm talking about black people. Yeah, we have to treat each other right. You say hello, don't be frowning. You say hello back. You right. know what I'm saying? You know things like that, man. And cookouts. Do, let's do more cookouts. Let's let's just get together more and cook and cook. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's just do that. And this is what Juneteenth is about, about, man. That's what Juneteenth is about, man. It's togetherness and uh, stay off that. What we call it in the hood, stay out, get off that bull. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. For real. You know, it's 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 really it's great to hear another person's perspective because sometimes you're in your own wheelhouse, you're in your own circle, uh, about how you're feeling about maybe relationships that you have within your family, within the community, maybe a, a friend or something like that. It. And you're like, no, I'm just kind of like, I'm done with that person or I can't deal with this or whatever right. the case is. I, this is never, I mean, yes, you all have heard sometimes me being very personal or whatever, but I'm just saying your point right there is very, very personal to me because of certain things. You know, it's important for us definitely to, and definitely because of what we've been suffering, what we've had to endure the past year. Mm-hmm. You never know when you're going to have to say goodbye to somebody. Exactly. And if you were ever, you know, a family member, even a friend, sometimes somebody that you were like, gosh, I just can't deal with that person. No one wants to hear somebody losing their life to anything. Right. Nothing. <laughs> right. So if you have the opportunity, definitely, and I have to take my own advice, take your advice <laughs> as well. And apply it to my own, my own life. Um, make sure to mend those relationships. I mean, yeah. it, at least do your part. Um, you could only, I think, probably if someone sees a step, uh, you know, towards 
I don't know, reconciliation or something like that, that might be reciprocated on the other end. I mean, yeah, you could only hope for that and yeah. pray for that, but let me let me let me give my, my my family out there, and when I say family, anybody I know and love, and Wesley, you part of my family now. Well, thank you. Real talk. Wow. And people who know me know I just don't spew out words or comments like that, right? Um, and it's no pity part. I'm just giving y'all a history of, of me. Um, I wasn't always a nice person. My family always been loving. But families go through things as well. You know what I'm saying? I got kidney failure. Um, my family and Dana stood by me. You know what I'm saying? But I can't let small things stress me out anymore. I took it to God. Everything to God. Let me tell y'all something. If you ain't on your deathbed, if you ain't got cancer, if you ain't finna go nowhere, listen, everything else could be taken care of with understanding the conversation. Right. And a lot of people think I don't care because I don't go rah-rah or get overexcited about things, but it's not that. Anything can be handled. Right. Everything ain't, don't have to be handled in an aggressive way. Right. But when you get past the, the book and the blood, you're in trouble. You right. know what I'm saying? When you, when you make me go there, you're in trouble. But let's... Let's not do that. You right. know what I'm saying? Let's not make a person go there deliberately and stop holding grudges. Stop being angry with each other. And if you have to do that over a meal, let me tell you something about me and my family. We don't break bread with nobody we don't respect and love. Wow. Understand that? Mm. So make that part of you. And that's what Juneteenth is about. Mm. When African Americans got together, man, and cooked and ate good food and and danced and, and dressed loved, up and, and dressed up, and jumped dressed, the broom. And exactly. It wasn't about fighting and getting drunk. And even if they did get drunk, one thing I can say about my family, they can drink. But guess what we don't do? Fight. Right. We laugh. We laugh. Cry. Exactly. <laughs> but we laugh. And that's what Juneteenth is about. It's about togetherness. And contrary to popular belief, it's not about togetherness for black people. Juneteenth is actually togetherness for everyone, mm. all. And I want y'all to take that in, in, into consideration and account and come on out and celebrate Juneteenth. You know, <clears throat> is it okay if I give them the link? Of course, please. The link to the Juneteenth uh, activity is www.minneapolispark.org backslash activities underscore events backslash events backslash Juneteenth. And, and look it up, man. And, um, you know, get down with the activity. It's the first time that I've been here and I've seen Minnesota um, roll out Juneteenth for an entire week. Right. And thanks to the board, uh, Tom and, 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 and Carrie and Smith and everybody that's on the board that I may have forgotten. Excuse me, but you're not forgotten in my heart. And, and the deal is, man, black people come out, people, period, come out and let's celebrate together. Let's eat this good food, man. Let's just. Have a ball, and even for that day, right? Make it peaceful, just peace from that morning, right, to that night, and, and hopefully carry on all right, the way. Springboard from there, exactly. All it takes is a you know, a one step, one step. One more thing: Juneteenth speaks page. Yes, go to the Juneteenth speaks page, man, and and just see everything that's going on. There's a lot going on, and and the reason why we're we're I'm kind of jumped to. Um, we're we're still talking about sweets, yeah. but interesting. Um, I'm gonna throw this is perfect time to throw this up in there too because it's happening right now, and I don't want to miss it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think all y'all out there that feel that oh, I got I got the best sweet potato pie around. 
Um, yeah, you might have to put that to the test. Let's go. Anytime uh, they want to. Well, there's one that's going on right now. It's the first annual Sweet Potato Comfort Pie Bake Off right now that is happening uh, from the, today at, at 10 to 2. Oh, wow. I, I know that. I know. But it is, it's in St. Paul. There's a, a group of, uh, literally, there are like, what, maybe about nine or ten different... I'll say influential individuals within the communities. I mean, okay. chefs, CEOs, people that have their own businesses, food activists. Just it's a list of these of individuals. Oh wow! Uh, and I will tell you where it is. Yeah, it I'm going to write it down. Right definitely, <laughs> it's arts. Uh, it's at the building, uh, Arts Us Building. It is address one two two one Marshall Avenue in St. Paul. Again. 1221 Marshall Avenue and here I'll give you a little bit of breakdown and, and description of what what it's saying and so I'm just going to read it because it, it's it's light and funny and everything and I love it do you believe that you have the best sweet potato pie around if so <laughs> and to your commercial ball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, enter your pie and the story behind your pie uh, into the first annual sweet potato pie Sweet potato comfort pie bake off, mm. uh, and you're, you're you're encouraged to tell your story. What makes your pie special? You know, and and beyond the ingredients. And I think that captured my attention because I'm always interested in finding out about the story of a dish of mm-hmm. a cuisine. Mm-hmm. It's not just oh yeah. I mean yes, I think I'm a person that enjoys food, but there's something. What is the intentionality? When do you make these? Is it just on celebrations? You know, some people make red velvet cakes only on Juneteenth, or they you know do bread pudding. For my family, I know that I do bread pudding, bread puddings when we have when we're all together and we're having some type of family, whatever, and we're all cooking and everything. And of course I get assigned that because I love to do it, but I'm just saying the, the intentionality and the stories that the meanings that are behind it, that's what I look for. And I, I appreciate because I will sit down and I will not, everybody else is eating and I'm asking, I'm asking the question to the chef or to whoever prepared it and ask them, you know, not just about the ingredients, but gosh, you know, was it, did you learn this from your mom? Did you, your dad? Mm-hmm. You know, when did you, when you interested in cooking and everything? But I don't know if that's just the food person in me coming out constantly. Probably. Oh no, uh, I literally and I'm I don't want to just make it seem like I came up with this word or whatever. But I feel like I'm a food conversationalist. I don't because I could talk about food a lot, <laughs> and I'm that's why I don't consider myself a food critic. I don't consider myself. I, I don't know, whatever. But it's moments like these when you have an organization that is asking people to tell their story with your food. Right. You know, tell them, you know, definitely share the ingredients. And maybe not, you know, like recipes or whatnot, but just like, you know, what makes yours different? What makes yours special? You know, because some folks will say, oh, yeah, it's just a sweet potato pie. You know, how how different can you make it? It's like, oh, wait a minute. So, <laughs> Somebody right. might put vanilla up in it, and this person might put some nutmeg and cinnamon that Man, might be I'll different or something. Sweet potato pie uh, had potato chunks in it. Uh, no, uh, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. That stopped me in my track. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Don't do anything like that. Otherwise, you were definitely going to fail. 
I'm <laughs> sorry. No, I mean, you got to learn somehow. <laughs> so whoever doing that um, pie contest, mm-hmm. you know, I'm giving them a gift this year because I'm not in it. <laughs> now, okay. now, next year, uh, if I get wind of it, oh, well, it's over. I will give you, look, it's I mean, mm, well, I will I'm tell you. I'm supposed to be entering a rib contest in August. Where? Because uh, I'll, I'll 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 be one of your your, your fans you. out there. I'll be I like, I'm gonna let you know. Please do. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm you know getting everything finalized. But yeah, they they don't know what's coming to them. Oh boy, they don't understand. But yeah, uh, sweet potato pie, man. And people need to know the difference, man. You know, like us black folk, we tend to call something that it ain't. Like we call we'll make a pot of sweet potatoes. And call them candied yams. Oh, boy. Sweet potatoes is not yams. Mm. Sweet potatoes are sweet potatoes and yams are yams. Speak, <laughs> speak on that. Yeah. Stop calling it what it ain't. You know what I'm saying? And, and let me tell y'all this, too. Because this is my past. You know, me and Wesley, we can talk about this forever. We can. <laughs> if somebody buy a box of Duncan Hines and take it home and make it, that's homemade. They didn't make it nowhere but home. Exactly. But when they got the eggs and butter and stuff out, that's called from scratch. <laughs> okay? All right. It's a difference between <laughs> homemade and from scratch. Okay? Good so, point. Yeah, Actually, I, I never know, really thought about that. I'd be, right. be tired. Of, I don't. I get tired of people calling things that it's not. Mm. <laughs> That's maybe, is, is it only me? No, I no, see no. The look on your face. Is it only me? No, no, no. It's not only you. Oh. Uh, it's not. I just. Oh, it's a wow. It's a. Per, <laughs> it's like an epiphany almost. <laughs> it's like a, right. Wow. You know, stop it. He he. Right. <laughs> just I'm just telling you. You correct. I'm talking about you made homemade baked beans when you opened up a can. Oh boy, and then and put added some, some shit. Because homemade baked beans are made out of your average time for homemade baked beans is six hours. Mm. In a ceramic pot, if you really want to know. Oh, boy. Or cast iron. Come on now, stop it. If you opened up a can of bush beans, that's fine. You know, just Then say, say that, but don't. <laughs> just I, you made, well, I made baked beans. Did you really? No, you didn't. Just, just stop it. I opened up know? a can and just kind of poured it in, warmed it up, and maybe added a few, maybe some ketchup, and maybe yeah. some. some, <laughs> some <laughs> but let me say this. <laughs> I respect anybody and everybody who gets in the kitchen. And try to perform this art because it's course. an art. I'm not putting you down. I'm just helping you out because when you get around certain people and you try to say this is homemade cornbread when I can taste the Jiffy Mix, yeah. <laughs> you know, stop it. You know what I'm saying? But it's okay if you take the time to get in the kitchen as long as it's made out of love. Right, exactly. If it's made out of love, that's cool. You don't, you don't have to lie to kick it. You know what I'm saying? Just exactly. say what it is. And people appreciate it. Number one, it's free. <laughs> Heck yeah. So they're going to appreciate it if it's good. Exactly. Just just start calling things what it is, and, you know, and don't get exposed. You know, so because people like me, I won't say nothing outrate, but I feel a little disrespected when I get around, you know, people and say they did this and I know the difference. Right. I know the taste between the texture between the homemade cake and the box. Cake. No, definitely. I know the texture between certain pies. I, you know, stuff like that. Because I was, you know, about my family, man. We we deep into that. So, yeah, if you got, you're in the kitchen cooking, you're doing what you're doing. Good. Keep going. Do what you do. But don't 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 lie about it. Yeah. Because once again, it ties into our heritage. Okay. It ties into Juneteenth. It ties into slavery days. Because guess what? They couldn't fake it. Uh, 
They had to ask them. <laughs> I love how you're tying all of that together. They, they couldn't oh my fake goodness. it. They couldn't fake it. They had to do everything. And guess what? If they didn't do it right, uh, they get beat. They did. If they it wasn't to their li- exactly. to the their, I'll just say to their liking. Yeah, the way exactly. It, to their li- it didn't please their guest. Even though keep talking. Uh oh, he finna taste it. <laughs> that peach cobbler. Mm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like you. Oh, hold on, hold on. Here he is. He look at him, y'all. <laughs> look at that. Come on, take another bite. Oh for him, man, dude. hold on. on. I'm doing this on air. Y'all know I don't like to do stuff like this yeah, on air, but on. I'm I'm doing it, and he he just putting me out there. there you Look, go. nice big with the peaches and this dough. There is yeah. That's called that's mm. called T Rod back y'all barbecue and sweet sizzle. Yeah, me. Oh wait. And listen, y'all. Okay. I do catering as well. Small intimate catering. You can contact me at six one two three one seven six two one nine. He's he's taking over my show, and that's good because I'm. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, you contact me at Backyard Barbecue 2020 at yahoo.com dot Or you go on my Facebook, T Rod's Backyard Barbecue and Sweets page. DM me, and it's free consultation. I do a uh, comfort food, mm. so contact me, man. I set you up right, man. I got fish, I got ribs, I got sweets. I do it all. So get with me. Mm-hmm. You know how you dance, you know, when you have and you're having something good or whatever, or you know, something's good. I don't know. I think maybe I'm am I the only one that does that? Dance oh, I had I got a buddy. <laughs> he used to trip me out because when he when he eat and something good, he start tears start rolling and he starts sweating like oh. a baptist. <laughs> 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 I used to feed I used to feed him just to see that. <laughs> Cause he just the he he's been holding in all those emotions and everything like that, and all of a sudden it's like I'm weak. I don't know what to do, but I'm gonna keep eating this food. I don't care what's coming out of my eyes right now. I'm like right. it's it's good. Uh, well, that's how that's how the food is supposed to make us feel. That's I mean, right. I, if you want to cry for it, if you want to <laughs> sing about it, if you want to dance with it, whatever. Hey, do what you need to do. But definitely. Uh, we're we're still gonna be having conversations about Juneteenth. Yeah. The upcoming weeks, I'm planning to have more conversations. It may be I don't think it it may be. I, well, let me just say it may or may not be uh, in uh, station guests. They may be calling in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I may have to actually ask you all to kind of like put some questions out there, or you know. L- Make a poll or or tell you to get in contact with me so I could make right. some some uh, pose these questions to our guests uh, if they are not in in station uh, and they have to call in. But we'll talk about that when that when that time comes, which will be next week. But clearly, this has been a really enjoyable conversation, Mister TJ. It's not over. Is it? It, it's not over. I still have one a few things that I'm going to kind of <laughs> oh, like okay. mention, but I'm just like, yeah, right now it's been really good, you know, as always. Even last week, man, come on now. Um, but again, Juneteenth, we're, we 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 still have time. I know mm-hmm. next week, next weekend is when Juneteenth actually is. But right. and I I'm, I'm saying that too because there are so many different events. Uh, Across the Twin Cities, really across the nation, that people are doing right. different states. I, was, I don't know what I was thinking. I was just about to 
screw up and say countries. <laughs> yeah, the U.S. Really, Wesley? You know what I'm trying to say. Cities, states across the nation basically are doing different celebrations. And uh, I'm going to bring out another one or mention another one here uh, specifically in St. Paul. And it's being hosted. I think it's what the first annual they're referring to it as the first annual Eastside Juneteenth block party, June 19th. And it's going to be sponsored uh, by what the movement lifestyle brand, uh, a number of different uh, individuals. Uh, One person that I'm very familiar with or um, acquainted with, I'll say uh, Chef DeMarco uh, Cavill. Awesome chef. If y'all have not tasted this man's cooking or been at a a restaurant where he's prepared some food. You're missing out. I got to so, check him out. Oh, man. man. Oh, man. Yeah, a young man and everything. Just he's on his his game. He really has got it going on. So uh, but the lo- it, the time is going to be from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. Again, this is going to be on the 19th. It's okay. located at Johnson High School parking lot, which is it's like down the street from where we are kind of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 1349 Arcade Street, St. Paul, Minnesota, 55106. Um, there's going to be free food, um, you know, fun and games for the kids. Uh, there'll be food trucks, other vendors. Um, yeah, there's it's so much going on. Um, even if you're a vendor, they even have an opportunity for you to be a vendor. I'm not sure if it's too late or not, but definitely check it out. You, you can definitely go on. I think it's on my Facebook page um, as well. I shared it on there uh, as well. So you could certainly see. Um, that there are many other activities that are happening. Again, Juneteenth Speaks is another uh, Facebook page to actually that I would I encourage you to visit as well, um, because this will give you an opportunity to see not even just locally, but almost like within the specific region. Because yeah. Juneteenth Speaks, um, Mr. Uh, Lee Henry Jordan is. I, I don't know what role he is. He is he. I don't know he, what to call it, but he's like uh, the chair. Of the chair Jun- is a chairman he's or something. The chair of the okay, Board. for specifically for the region. Yeah. So he is always looking for these events and definitely sharing it because he wants to make sure that everyone is having uh, an opportunity to participate in this celebration um, and meaningful, you know, and making it purposeful too. It, I, I, there was conversation. Um, I I can't remember who it was. If it was myself and him, or someone else. But it shouldn't just just be about oh, well, party, 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 or whatever the case is. There needs to be also uh, again intentionality when it comes right. down to having these celebrations. Yes, we, want, we definitely want folks to have a, a good time, but also understand what the day actually means. You know that that day. Uh, or that yeah, in June 19, I mean, 1865, you know, was uh, momentous. You know, mm-hmm. it was a, a day, I, you know, yes, we've heard about it, what, a couple of years before. And then all of a sudden, I'm talking, saying um, African-Americans at that time period heard about it a couple of years. Yeah, we have to emancipate it. But why are we still in this situation? Whatever. Or it didn't seem like it really applied to us or whatever. And it was only after that time period. And all of a sudden it became real to folks. But all the more reason. Everything, considering your history, um, 
you know, if you are from a person, a person that has um, a, a bloodline or whatnot, <laughs> uh, ancestry from uh, Africa, the actual country itself or continent, or if you by way of some other, whether it be Caribbean, Latino, whatever mm-hmm. your point. Let me let me say this. And you spoke a mouthful. <clears throat> It's not just about having fun. Yeah, you can have fun, right? But when you know why exactly. and you have the education of why you're having fun exactly. at this time. And why you, can, why you can. Why you can. And check this out. A lot of, of our ancestors didn't know that they were free <laughs> and they had the papers because they simply couldn't read, right? Goes back to education, right? Exactly. If they knew that they were free, they would have had a better time and a better opportunity. Exactly. Tied it into today. When you know what Juneteenth is about and the history behind it and where you and your ancestors and your bloodlines blood lie, right. you can enjoy it better. Exactly. You can enjoy it much better. When you know about your family and they come around and you can have all, you, 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 you enjoy, enjoy each other better. Exactly. Because you know. Education and, and, and well-being is very important. And I tell everybody all the time, I'm not the crispiest chip in a bag, but I'm fresh. You understand? And you have to have some type of knowledge. You have to know something. Don't go around oblivious, man. It, it works against you. Game is free all day. Not having game and knowledge costs you about a second. Oh, for real. And I was just looking up. I, I knew it, who said it, but I wanted to make sure Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you do better. And you, in this case, when it comes down to educating ourselves about um, history, your ancestry, understanding, you know, and like you said, Mr. TJ, that when you know about your your family or or whatever, you're able to enjoy that time with them. You're Mm -hmm. able to do things more effectively, you know, without just, oh, yeah, I have relatives and that's about it. Okay, well. What do you do? Do you do you hang out with them? Do you do you cook with them? Do you have conversations? Do you meet up? Do you have family reunions? All those things are the do better parts. Yep. And so by educating ourselves, you know, uh, when we know better, we do better. That's we're right. a- we're able to also do better. So just simply appreciate. Yeah. Just be appreciative. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, just be appreciative. Don't nobody owe you nothing. No, exactly. <laughs> and oh stop gosh. acting like you know. we have been talking, and we are literally like seconds away from closing the oh, show. Wow. It's been just, it's hey, been listen, so good, man. Don't forget T Rod's backyard barbecue dry rub, dry uh, rub, dry rub. Uh, definitely. Up. Oh my gosh, the conversation. I'm telling y'all. Thank you all so much for this. This conversation, Mr. TJ, I really appreciate it. Much love to you, sir. And as I end every (laughs) show, bye, people. (laughs) And as I end every show, I want to thank you all for tuning in and remind you never let anyone tell you what type of foodie to be because it is these type of stories that brings us together. And now, taste it. Sit down with the unbougie food day.